0: Hi, everyone, and welcome. Hi, guys. Welcome to another episode of Minnesota, Minnesota Medleys. Please. I'm still Travis.
1: I continue to be Jess.
0: Very good. Yeah. And for that, I am very, very grateful. Thanks. Say, we have an exciting episode today. Yeah. Um, a first for us. We have an author. We do. A Minnesota author. Indeed. A Minnesota author by the name of Don Carr. So specific. It is. And um, yeah, we've never um, uh, interviewed an author before. No, and and this was a
1: total blast.
0: It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, We're going to um, be uh, doing more authors in the future. Um, Yep. We actually were contacted a while back by janelle who is a literary publicist with blue cottage agency
1: thank you so much for reaching yeah, out to us janelle thank
0: you janelle um uh she and krista are literary publicists with blue cottage agency check them out blue cottage blue Agency.com, mm-hmm. representing and promoting literary arts um they uh, uh without them we wouldn't have ended up on this path and we're very very grateful mm-hmm. to them. And, of course, to Don, Don for sitting and chatting with us. One thing, I made a boo-boo during our um, interview. I need to watch my language. Yeah. Um uh, During, during uh, the interview, I think I said uh, tomorrow the his book was being released um, at the time of this recording. The, you just the, the really release, want I, people to get their hands I on really it. I really want that. Okay, what it comes down to is yeah. the book release party is on the 19th of this month, of December. Mm-hmm. The 19th from 4 to 6 p.m. at Terzo in Minneapolis, a lovely Italian restaurant at 2221 West 50th Street. We'll mention that again to -hmm. make sure you know that. But I at one point, I'm pretty sure I I said the wrong date or might have misled people. And that's that's just not like me.
1: No, no. And I'm sure the restaurant would appreciate the extra business. <laughs> sure. Yeah, you can uh, go, go there Go there the next anytime. week too. Yeah. I mean, yeah, no, I just right. just keep going back to them. But, but. we had
0: a great, great conversation mm-hmm. with Mr. Carr. And um, we uh, we won't take up any of your, more of your time right mm-hmm. now. You got to listen Check to it this out, guy. Don Carr. All right. And enjoy. All right, as promised, we are here with Don Don Carr, Carr, who's got a new book called The Midnight Rambler coming out on the 19th of December. And we welcome you, Mr. Carr. Thanks for doing this with us.
2: Hey, thanks so much, you guys. I really appreciate it. Yeah. And uh, great podcast. I just, I'm just i super grateful to be a guest on it. Oh, thanks. Oh, thank you thanks. You so much. Very, very thank kind to you.
0: say when uh, Janelle with Blue Cottage Agency got a hold of us and said, um, you know, we represent some uh, work with some Minnesota authors is that we were just yes, yes. And yeah. um, <laughs> she did that in an email and I actually found a way to interrupt her. in an email we were that that down with um speaking to you i'm really glad we're starting with you yes we of course are going to discuss the book as much as you're willing to discuss it yeah but um you've got a really uh, very interesting uh uh history of employment as it were um uh, people can read about what you've done at your your uh your website doncarauthor.com and i highly recommend people visit it. Yes. Some really interesting go under stuff and get to videos and be entertained. Yeah. And and a lot of the stuff that, you know, y- you deal with is very very serious. Yep. So when we checked it out and found humor um that was also relevant, uh that was really uh, that says a lot about you and and uh who you are and that kind of thing. So we we appreciate that and we encourage people to check it out yeah um what uh it, your your history with journalism um you have you always been uh, on an environmental trail uh, as it were um
2: that's you no, know, that's a good question. And I, real quick, I want to say at to the top. You know, you talk about the humor and the way that I've, you know, put the videos up on the site. You know, one yeah. of the things, you know, you, in quote, quote unquote for better or worse, calling the the environmental movement. Yeah. Um, okay. and especially doing communications in the movement, <clears throat> that those of us that talk about it or write stories about it or do investigations about it, it's just very somber, you know, very sober, and for for yeah. right reasons. uh, yeah. You know, definitely. Discipline. And so I just kind of want to find a way to you know maybe tell stories that were a little lighter, even though it's a very dark subject. So that's the yeah. you know, kind of way I, I lean into that. Absolutely. And that, and, the, and the novel is kind of in that vein. You know, it's not yeah. a very, I mean, it's obviously a serious book about you know serious issues, but you know, I, I approach it more like kind of this Michael Bay kind of thing. Like I really want to be over the top with it and yeah. and not have these kind of same, like, you know, very just, you know, modest somber things that to talk about the environment. But uh-huh. to answer your question, Yeah. um, yeah, I've written about, you know, uh, you know it's funny. Uh, I grew up in South Dakota, and okay. I was in debate in high school, and mm-hmm. the national debate topic was water quality. Mm. And so from that time on, I've kind of had it in my, you know, just in my back pocket. And you, you grow up in a, in, a, in a state like either Minnesota or South Dakota, you spend a lot of time outside mm-hmm. enjoying natural resources and the things that we, we all love about our, where, we, where we grew up or where we live. Mm-hmm. And so uh, threats to that, you know, kind of hit at an emotional level. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, did the thing where you did bounce around the world and all the kinds of things, then got into the political world and did some campaigns. And then I got recruited to go work for the Environmental Working Group in Washington, D.C. Because they had they had no they were working on the farm bill at the time and how to kind of like look at the way agriculture uh, and the pollution from agriculture was addressed the farm bill. But they didn't have someone kind of from farm country that could talk about it. So they kind of pulled me in to do that kind of communications. And that's when I really fell into writing, investigating, pursuing different environmental issues, and, and really it became yeah. a passion. Yeah. Um, so I've, I've either done it for national environmental groups, like I said, for EWG yep. or the Environmental Defense Fund or Earth Justice in Minnesota here. I, I, I did a lot of work for Out of the Earth up north of uh, Minnesota. Mm-hmm. And so it's always been something that I've worked about for Green Angle. Though I will say, mm-hmm. um, you know, one of my early, as, I, as I've always been writing in my whole life, one of my earlier early uh, dreams was to be a Rolling Stone music reviewer because being a music fan, oh. but being able, being unable to play even a note or carry a tune, mm-hmm. the only thing I could, you know, those that can't do teach, so those yeah. that can't play, you know, criticize music. Sure, right. sure. I'll you know. become a critic. Uh, <laughs> dream of my dream, my would be to write Rolling Stone uh, music reviews. Yeah. Okay. So I did get the kind, of, the kind of dream job, although it didn't pay very well, but I did get mm-hmm. a dream job by five years in Washington, D.C., and I wrote for the Washington, D.C. City paper about music and movies. And so that's kind of another of the time I've stepped outside okay. the environmental world, but mostly it's always been green stuff.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You know, okay. interesting that you bring up the thing about music, because when I just, I quick went to type in your name online, and it, uh, shortly after Don Carr Car Guitarist, your name came up. So you know there there is someone out there named Don Carr who is in the music world.
0: <laughs> so you're music but, adjacent, apparently, exactly. in Google searches. Okay, all right. Yeah. Well, oh, that's. I just interesting.
1: I I love how you kind of caught um, what what you ended up doing. You know, you you really, as far as through debate and everything, it like it just became quite a bit about who you are and what you stand for. And and then to to kind of have the opportunity to delve further into it with journalism, I think is just, it. it's fascinating to me that you get to do what you love and it's something that you are passionate about as well. Um, so I think that's awesome. Yeah.
2: What's well, nice for you to say, it. And, and I will say this, you know, the different groups I've worked with and different people I've worked with it really is a privilege, you know, yeah. it, it is. I, I'm lucky to have been able to do this work. And, and I just feel like I was given a gift to be able to talk about these kind of issues. And, yes. you know, the sad part about it is when you work in environmental stuff, and I talk about this with my colleagues or people i am working for, you are yep. losers. We lose a lot. And right. so yeah. you have to right. look in the mirror and be able to get up every day and like, well, mm. we lost that one. But yep. maybe today.
1: Yes, today exactly. So, well, yeah. I'm
0: guessing there's really no shortage of battles yeah um uh, you're Paris. not gonna run out of you know i mean unfortunately you've got a just a ton of job security um yeah <laughs> so it, true it it, it um yeah. yeah that uh i was gonna ask you when you, you know you, you've you written for sierra magazine politico huffington post that kind of thing do you have you ever yes. you know in in your writing you're investigating that kind of thing do you've have you found yourself in precarious situations, hot zones as they were, um, you know, where I guess I'm trying to ask, is it more than just, you know, sitting there and typing up mm-hmm. the story?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, I wish, I wish it, there was a broader world where I was out there actually fighting environmental crime, like the protagonist in my book. Yeah. But, you know, it, mm-hmm. is, it, it is a lot of keyboard warrior stuff. Okay. I will say, uh, I have spent some time in the and sands you know, up in northern Minnesota, mm-hmm. um, okay. one, one of the projects I worked on was um, you know the world's largest farm is a potato farm and a potato factory up in northern Minnesota, oh, and yeah. and it's uh, you know a, a bulk of McDonald's French fries comes from northern Minnesota because really? the topography of the land, of, yeah, mm. of the land up there is it's shallow, it's sandy soil, yeah. and so potatoes and especially the potatoes that McDonald's wants are okay. you know cause it's kind of uniform size, Ooh, sure, they grow really well there, and. Yeah. But the, the the downside is they have to be doused in all these chemicals, and yeah. you know the, it, it's so green and, and fun up in the Pine Island Sands. You know it, it contains the of the Mississippi, it's it's ta- uh, uh, Tasca State Park, all that's so beautiful up there. But yeah. you know, underneath it is this kind of you know toxic threat, and they spray mm-hmm. with helicopters all over the place, and the yeah. White Earth Reservation is is up there, and, and they're they're getting impacted by it. So i spent time come up there in that kind of vein, if you you know. A "Quote unquote hot zone," mm-hmm. but then the no only other time I've kind of been in that in that world was mm-hmm. kind of the impetus for this book was uh, I spent some time in Italy and we were driving by Mount Vesuvius and it was smoking and okay. there was smoke coming out of Mount Vesuvius and so I asked the driver I said, "Hey, you know what? You know, is it active? You know, and, and in case uh-huh. the volcano goes off, I want to know what's going on." And he said, "No, that's the mafia." And I was oh, I didn't not. understand what he was talking about. And I did some research. It turns out. That uh, the mafia so in southern Italy for decades, because the environmental union has you know way more stringent uh, chemical regulations than we do here in America. Mm-hmm. Uh, the mafia approaches these companies in the EU and says, "You have toxic waste that you can't offload. We'll take them off your hands for a price, and then we'll dump them on Vesuvius and we'll set it on fire." No. So that was that was kind of how uh, the other kind of hot zone that I experienced.
0: See, right. I had no idea that that was based on. F- facts on real life i had no idea um yeah. that and that's that's pretty terrifying mm-hmm. yeah, wow it
2: is although here in america we i mean we don't need do two of our field but we uh we just allow them to do it you know kind of within the bounds of our laws sure so we, we don't need a mafia here to, to uh to be the middle man. oh it just, right it just
0: happens yeah yeah exactly (laughs) just write awful laws and Uh, then you can do awful things no um Mm. so okay so that would lead me to just asking at that point when you saw Vesuvius and that did you think I I have to write about this and but not as a journalist it's time to it's time to write my book or you know because I'm not sure many people know this but this Mm -hmm. apparently is your first novel Yep. Um, and I will say I certainly hope not your last um, it did, did you get the, the were you motivated at that point yeah was that the linchpin Yeah. hmm
2: that's a great question and I'll say I'll say it first on top yeah you know, I've always been I always wanted to be a novelist you mm. know, I okay. grew up reading what everyone else read Stephen King Michael mm. Crichton Tom Clancy yeah. you know that was all the stuff that was the fodder of my youth and, you yep. know, like music, we have our heroes and we start bands based upon our music. Well, these are, you know, I always wanted to be a novelist. And I've written several manuscripts over the years on various mm-hmm. topics and never, you know, made up the snuff. But that was just the thing I did on the side. And for this was just kind of another one of those ideas. Oh, I like this. And it came from this trip to Italy where I got really lucky. Um, my wife was having her sabbatical in Italy and she was oh. smart enough mm. to say uh, for a month, she was smart enough to say, I don't want to travel around. I want to go to one town. Okay. And so she chose Positano, which is yeah. in uh, the Amalfi Coast, yeah. southern Italy. And so we spent a, a month in Positano in Naples, and I really got to know the area. And yeah. then that kind of event with seeing Vesuvius and sure. the work that I, I had done, and not knowing it, that kind of like, oh, that was a little spark. Uh-huh. And then another spark was sitting in Positano, and the, it's a cliff, these sheer cliffs that look over the you know the, this, this glittering blue Tyrrhenian yeah, Sea, beautiful. and it's, it's a it's a playground for the rich. And so this whole bay is below us full of these super yachts and you'd sit there yeah. and look at them and I'm, you know, a fan of genre stuff and James Bond movies all yeah. on through, like I said, Armageddon. And I would look at these super yachts and I'm like, which one's going to explode? Yeah. one of
0: these
2: boats yeah. has to explode. It has to blow up. That's how a movie starts and it has to blow uh-huh.
0: up. And
2: then at the same time, I was reading. And this is all serendipitous, and it's it's, it's all true. Yeah. I was reading uh, Bill Janovitz. Uh, he's a he's a musician who had the band Buffalo Tom. He still has the band Buffalo Tom. Okay. But he wrote a book, and he's been a kind of a scribe about the Rolling Stones. He wrote a book about the Rolling Stones called "The Fifty Songs That Tell the Story of the Rolling Stones." Okay. And I'm reading the book in uh, Positano, and yeah. I opened the chapter to the Midnight Rambler, and it was the, the, that song was written in Positano no way. It, it Get we're on vacation and they were in Positano and they wrote this really dark song yeah. about a serial killer <laughs> in uh. the sunniest place in the world uh. and it all just kind of convened Ooh. in my head wow. yeah. and then not to really jump ahead here in what we're yeah, talking yeah. about yeah. but just to answer your question yeah. Yeah. I had I had, I had had a non-fiction book I was writing oh. I had an agent at the time who had brought me a, a whistleblower on a biofuel plant uh fraud. Yeah. And there's been this big epidemic of biofuel fraud where people you know fleece the federal government for billions and billions of dollars. In this particular case it was fifty million, blah blah blah, it all ends up. But I ended up because the EPA and EPA special agents, which even though I would worked in the environmental movement for a long time, yeah. I had no knowledge that there was actual EPA special agents with guns, right. you know, sidearms out walking the beat. I had no idea what was happening. I ended up interviewing a bunch of EPA special agents oh, wow. in this ah. in this book process to get this not, fishing yeah. to the end not happening but so suddenly it all kind of all came together in my head like wow I can actually you know it was an FBI agent at the beginning mm-hmm. you know this alphabet soup you know guy okay. like whatever yeah. wow I actually have an ability to put yeah. maybe something no one's ever read about maybe uh-huh. a special agent in this same kind of
1: spy
0: thriller genre mm-hmm. so,
1: so cool yeah that is and, just and amazing
0: and uh, well uh, Sophie was uh, right there yeah. In front of you, the, the, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that That's the yeah. EPA agent, yeah, Sophie. Um, it so I was gonna ask you if, like, how much real life experience you know is behind this book, but it, it's it sounds like you witnessed mm-hmm. so much, so much of a foundation for the book was there. You that's I'm just blown away by all the. Kind of the coincidences and yeah. the way the literary planets aligned, yes, for yes. you to to get going there.
2: <laughs> no, you're uh, exactly right. And you know, one thing that happened too was you know I interviewed this uh, EPA special agent. She actually had been the special agent in charge of uh, the Los Angeles district. Uh-huh. Uh, Chris Siegfried was her name. And I interviewed a ton of people for the for this book, but she was the one that really struck me. And you know, she's actually you know kind of this shadow protagonist. You know, yeah. that I used for this, but she has a fascinating story because she would talk stories about how she'd be in a boat, like one of her first jobs, she'd be in a boat in the Ohio River with her partner, and all they would do all night long was motor up and down the Ohio, Ohio River okay. looking for somebody shooting some green goo out of a tube in the Ohio River, wow. oh, and wow. they would go knock on the door and they would you know arrest the polluter. Yeah. <laughs> and the more you talk to her, and the more you talk to EPA special agents, you get this view into a world that is really uh, unlike any other federal agent, mm-hmm. because uh, by law, they have a unique federal ability to, if they see an environmental crime, mm-hmm. that's the thing that goes through the door, they can then pursue any subsequent environmental or federal crime after okay. that, whether it be yeah. drug mm-hmm. trafficking, kidnapping, sure. um, weapons, anything. And so they have to have all this knowledge about tax law about
0: fraud. Wow. Oh, I they're, suppose. They're
2: basically, I mean, the
1: smartest federal agents out there.
0: Yeah, yeah that very, very interesting. And um,
1: probably the least known about or or spoken or about. Recognized yeah, recognized. Or, yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially yeah. in our,
2: in, our, in farm country, like where in the middle of America we're at, they're the most loathed ones. They, you know, no one wants to be an EPA agent on sure. their farm field. Right. So, yeah, like, we, we keep them at arm's length. Around yeah, that.
0: yeah, yeah. Interesting. Um, um, uh, uh, by the way I, I love the italian name for the antagonist for for your yeah um and so good yeah yeah are you um i i don't want you to give any spoilers on the book or anything like that uh is there are, are we gonna possibly hear more from sophie i haven't finished the book um uh, are we gonna hear more from Sophie or uh, Il Ramingo Mezzanotte?
2: So I, I won't spoil it for you, but everyone dies. The end. It's a plan. It's a plan. Three book series with my okay. publisher, okay. and okay. so hopefully, um, I, I'm working on the second one right now. I, I won't give too much away. Sophie is. Uh, the planned protagonist through the mm-hmm. three books. Okay. Um okay. the next book I believe in, in, in I'm working through it right now is gonna be set in South Dakota next door and our neighbor's South uh, Dakota where where's my native home state. Yeah. And uh
0: yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Very well good. it it um it like I say, I'm not finished with it uh so far into it, what am I now? Maybe around sixty pages or something yeah. like that. Um it's it's uh it's a it's a screen flipper it really is um yeah. it's it. i'm reading
1: it at kindle of course that's why I, it's, I, I, it's, it's a page turner y- yeah yeah Screen i appreciate you saying that That makes me feel really good i really mm-hmm. do it's
2: very gratifying yeah, right. that, you know you sit there and spend a couple of years on something and then you put it on the world and and you know you know you, you hope people people enjoy it so i really
0: appreciate
1: that well william kent did didn't he? He, William he Kent did. Kruger he did. Yeah. A he liked
0: dynamite. It a dynamite review. Yeah, That's, he really did. Um, yeah. So, what a sweet
2: man, what a great writer. He's so fantastic. Yeah. Oh he yeah. Writes, he writes some
0: great stuff indeed. Um, so we do as as Minnesota medleys. We have to ask you what what's your Minnesota thing? Do you enjoy getting outdoors? Are you are you into snowshoeing, ice fishing? Do you go up to the lake? What's your uh, Minnesota fix?
1: What's your favorite hot dish?
0: Yeah, right.
2: <laughs> so the, that question I'll answer last because okay. I actually did not prepared to answer, so I have to think about it. But I have yes. prepped for this question. Okay. And so I'll start from the top. So growing up in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, which I don't know, people, not many people know, but uh, is regarded as the outer, 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 outer <laughs> ring suburb of Minneapolis. Yes, yeah, way yeah, yeah, sub, sub, sub yes. suburb, yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, that's how, when you know,
2: me and my friends grew growing up, treated it um, because okay. there's really, you know, outside of doing stuff outside it's pretty boring to grow up in South Dakota. So we came here <laughs> all the time. And yeah, so okay. Been, you know, I was at First Avenue a lot. Nice. You know, I got to see Liz Fair do her first show there. Oh, with, fun. With, with Guyville. I got to see uh, Pearl Jam from trip, trip Shakespeare. Trip Shakespeare. Oh, Shakespeare, nice. I followed him that name because I was a big trip, trip Shakespeare guy. I followed them all over the place. Yeah, And so I've awesome. always had a you know spot my heart for minnesota and always yeah. wanted to live here and okay. then when we got the opportunity to live here it, it it just it just kind of was a dream and so I'll yeah. tell you what i do now uh i love to fly fish for muskies which oh. you can do from lake harriet which is right by my house here uh in minneapolis nice. all the way up to the border um, although it's the fish of ten thousand casts and my arms yes. are getting older yeah. and tired and more tired. Right. So right. and I'm not a great fisherman, but I, I like I enjoy the, the endeavor. Yeah. And then you know one Neat. of it's really strange, but one of the places that uh when I was growing up in South Dakota that I never went to was the North Shore. Oh and yeah. since we lived here, we've spent a lot of time in the North Shore specifically Lutzen. Yeah. And we're skiers, so we like to ski, but oh, man, good. I mean the isn't whole area is fantastic. I love isn't it. it. So you know it's, it's kind of like down but circle around your question. Yeah. yeah, I love First Avenue. To me, it's it's okay. an icon of the yeah. country. Uh, the, there's only one other room I think in the world that, or in the country that does as, shows as well, and that's the Nine Thirty Club in Washington D.C. where I lived for a while. But it is the Very gold standard cool. for seeing live music. Yeah, and it is. Hot Dish is a crazy question because yeah. I'm basically going to tell you I'm a tater tot Hot Dish guy. I mean, yeah. we don't. It's uh-huh. funny we're we're cooks in our house. We had a yeah. restaurant a long time ago. We oh. had a catering business. Oh, we oh. have not. Mastered the hot dish yet? Almost. Yeah. You know, I, can, I can tell you why it's daunting. It is. Yes. It feels right. like it's. I'm gonna be judged, and I'm, I'm. kind of scared by it.
1: It's a. It's well, a it, high lofty reputation. Yeah. It,
0: it is, and and first thing you got to remember is, y- yes, you will be judged for it. <laughs> so that oh, your your instincts are correct. Yeah. yeah. Um. Uh, but you know, it is as long as you, you end up full. You yeah. Know, um yeah. but uh, <laughs> and um, and that's a, yeah, the tater tot hot oh, dish really yeah. you can't go wrong. Yeah, you can really can't, can't. Can't you really can't. Um well can I ask a question? Can I please. ask a question? Yeah. So
2: Absolutely. I mean I've been a lifelong Vikings fan. Obviously we don't have mm-hmm. we not have professional sports in South Dakota Sure. Okay. Is ha- is hating the Packers a Minnesota thing or is do we have to endure all the Packer fans that live in Minnesota or Third question: Are you guys Packer fans? And I'm insulting you right
0: now. Oh no! Not,
1: totally not, not a Packer fan. Insults. I will tell you that.
0: <laughs> just, just, just yeah. um, hit stop recording if you want. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, no, I, I, I can't speak for all Minnesota Vikings yeah. fans. I think, yeah. I think it's just you're supposed to dislike them. Yeah. Um, I don't have anything against the the Packers. I, I like a publicly owned team personally. Yeah. Jess has been to eat at Lambeau Field a few, a few times, times and said they have great, like great food, food there.
1: <laughs> I've never been to a game. This is always off season. I yeah. saw them. They, they, you know, they do this these great things for kids with bikes, and mm. they donate bikes and they, they ride them across the street and stuff from where they where they've got their training and all that. But, I mean i i just always grew up in uh in the battle <laughs> you know when, yeah when yeah. we would go to wisconsin to relatives homes it they would always be talking about the Vi queens and yeah you know right. and it's like yeah. oh come on you know but mm. but uh you know i just my sister defected she really did she she married a, a guy from wisconsin and she broke the news to the family when you're at christmas and said i've converted
0: (laughs) that was the last christmas Jess spoke to her that was over 20 years ago it's uh it's really i think that's a little extreme but but, yeah
1: uh, yeah you know it's one of the it's what it is what it is yeah purple purple runs in our blood i guess so
0: (laughs) (laughs) are you are you you are a vikings fan
2: oh i've been yeah from day one so like i said you know you grew up in south Dakota, and so what happens is uh, yeah, you get the state's it. bisected by the Missouri River and their yep. time zones. so right. East East River uh, yeah. is all Minnesota sports, and West River is all Colorado sports. That's
0: oh, right. Okay, yep. yeah, uh, no, nope. yep. totally makes sense. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, well, you are going to be uh, busy on the nineteenth from four to six p.m. at yeah. Tertzo. Speaking of Italian places, yeah. Italian restaurant
1: was I, that was that on purpose.
2: It was, well, a couple reasons. One, it's three blocks from my house.
0: Perfect. Oh, nice. <laughs> when yeah. I first
2: moved here, I actually had a line item on my
0: credit card from Turzo. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it's not good
2: for my waistline
0: and/or the bank account. Yeah. Sure. Uh, yeah.
2: You know, it'd be in a great Italian restaurant and the Broder's family, you know, being so special <gasps> here in this part of Minneapolis, <gasps> yes. serving Italian yeah. food. It just made sense. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what we're going to do
0: it. That's Excellent. Awesome well if anyone is uh, uh interested in going and to the uh, book release uh, it's at 2221 west 50th Street mm-hmm. Turtso in Minneapolis that's from four until six on the, the 19th. 19th uh this has been just so fun so much fun yeah. for us um I well, me too I really great. do want Thank to encourage you. people to check yeah. out Don carr com. yeah um great we have photo Ours. Yes. Our, two, two r's yes two r's thank you good point d-o-n-c-a-r-r author.com uh great photo on your website um mm-hmm. you, you you've got a good uh look for a novelist you just do um <laughs> yep. when i saw this picture i told jess i would bet 58 dollars he's got <laughs> leather patches on his elbows
2: <laughs> i mean i did I did, did yeah. you really
0: yeah, oh perfect
1: yeah that's 54 years of clean living right there right there there we go perfect there we
0: go that's a very cool site uh it's been really really great talking to you thank Thank you so much for for your time um great
2: podcast thanks you guys i really appreciate it thank you and uh
0: and uh midnight ramblers the book go out and get it everyone it's just excellent absolutely don Carr, thank you very much thank you a lot of fun. So yeah, fun. I really enjoyed that, yeah. that interview. Um, it, uh, I think he was just a perfect first author for mm-hmm. Minnesota mm-hmm. medleys.
1: Well, and it's a first for him, too, with his first novel. I mean, yep. so just really fun to, I think, for us to have I am just
0: remain blown away by yeah. all the circumstances, oh events, all the things that came into play that got him... Uh, uh writing this book yep. yeah he wanted to be a novelist but it, it's it's like like it was just being said now is the time yes exactly and uh, we're very glad he uh he did it yeah um so again uh don Carr, the book midnight rambler mm-hmm. um, his
1: website we should mention yeah don Carr, yeah author Arthur. Car- Arthur. yeah <laughs> and and it
0: is don Carr with, with two r's C- oh
1: two sees where am i coming up with that
0: your turn to goof Ray? up. Yeah. Yeah. D o n c a r r Author. Dot com. Yes. Uh, cool website. Look under stuff. Look at some of the videos. There's some mm-hmm. really funny stuff. And um, again, his book release is on the 19th from 4 until 6 at Terzo in Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. Terzo is located at 2221 West 50th Street we of course want to extend our thanks again to janelle and krista mm-hmm. who are literary publicists with the blue, blue cottage, cottage agency check them out at blue representing and promoting literary arts they do very good work there mm-hmm. um Our next episode is going to be coming up close to Christmas.
1: Yes. Um, We're
0: not going to release something right on Christmas, um, not even in the week of Christmas. No, it's a whirlwind month. A whirlwind month. Um, Some of our listeners may know that Jess and I are also musicians. Uh, Jess is an accomplished and wonderful violist. My goodness, thank you. I saw a way at the violin. And we do have a duet that we call ourselves Accent. And we um, were thinking for our Christmas episode uh, that we're going to release on the 17th Mm. of, is it the 17th we're gonna release it on? Well, it might come out the next
1: day on the 18th. Are we gonna release it on a Sunday? Yeah, We'll be releasing it the next day. Yeah, the 18th, Yeah. yeah,
0: sorry. Uh, The 18th of December will be our Christmas episode. We'll talk a little bit about Christmas's past and present and Mm -hmm. all of that. And um, we're going to play our instruments for you as well. Share a few tunes. Share a few tunes because Christmas for us is just, it is a time of music, both uh, somber and celebratory and all of it lovely. And it happens to be one of my favorite things to do is to uh, uh, create and perform music with my beautiful wife. Mm. So I'm looking forward to that episode. We hope that you will too. Again, our thanks to Don Carr.
1: C-A-R-R.
0: Correct. (laughs) Grab his book, Midnight Rambler. It's Mm -hmm. an absolute blast. Thanks very much, everyone. We'll talk to you soon. See
1: you next time.